Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. What's up, Minnesota? It's Jason Webb. I am in Burnsville, Minnesota, at a Minnesota Made business. Where did this business start again, Tom? Out in Bloomington? It started in Bloomington. Yeah. Right. All right, cool. So uh, the business name is BCSI, Business Card Service, Inc., located in Burnsville. And across the table from me is Tom Marchasso. You did good. <laughs> Tom Marchasso, the COO of BCSI. Got it. Emily, how you doing, Emily? I'm doing well. Good. Emily Myers, you are the marketing manager over here. Is that I am. Right? All right. Yes. All right. Thanks for joining us. And the beautiful Melanie is co-hosting with me again today. How are you doing, Melanie? I'm great. How are you, Jason? I am fantastic. It stormed Woo! like a mofo this morning, and uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to blow away in the wind, but I survived. And uh, just another fine summer day in Minnesota. And we went on this tour. I guess, you know, a couple things that I found interesting, Tom, about this tour were, was that one of the first things we seen was the old printing machine. And, oh, by the way, listeners, what they do here is they, they are the business card printing experts, and they do things like also like letterhead and envelopes, correct? That's it. Pretty yep. accurate, I guess. All kinds of marketing collateral. Yeah, yeah. Lots of business cards is what I've seen. That's what we're known for. Yeah. <laughs> Thus the name, Business Card Service, Inc., right? So we, we went on this tour. I seen this pretty sweet-looking old printing machine. I don't know the official name for it. And uh, I think you said it was the first machine that the business purchased or used. And then we continued the tour. We ended the tour in this office area with some history memorabilia. And yeah. one of those things on in that room was the picture of that machine <laughs> being pulled out of a house that the foundation of the house was ripped apart so you could pull the machines out of the basement. And the machine is here, man. Like that, that's, that's a pretty cool story, you know? Yeah. 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 So, you know, the, the business was started in 1954 and uh, my, my father started uh, uh, the business and put a press down in my uh, affectionately known as Granny's Basement. Granny's Basement in Bloomington, yep. Minnesota. Yep. And, yeah. And uh, so when that business was started, uh, they they made they brought those machines in one part at a time and carried them down the basement. It's a small 7901 Clinton. Don't go there because it's, it's no longer open. <laughs> uh, it's just a house, and we want to leave those people alone. And, but, but after you moved out, people did continue to show they, up and they, ask they for did. printing services so for years they, later. Yeah. They were there. There was a sign that said, uh, come on in and walk down the stairs for 20 years. Nice. Uh, up until 1975. Yeah. Uh, so, But those those were old machines that were brought in one part at a time, brought down the basement and assembled. Yeah. And when it came time to move out, it made a whole lot more sense to... Uh, you know, <laughs> knock out the, a hole in the in the basement, dig yeah. a hole in the in the backyard, and and pull them out uh, the whole machine with a backhoe and and move them on a wow. flatbed to the new location. So yeah, you know I hate moving too, and you know I have a home gym down in the basement, but you know you just gave me an idea, man. If I ever move again. I'm just going to rip the damn wall apart and pull everything out of the side of the house. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be worth it, but <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Just don't move. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Yeah. I hate moving. Um, all right. So 
I think I'd like to start about the history. You guys have a really rich, interesting history uh, regarding printing and the business. So it sounds like it wasn't so much your dad that was the first one to get involved in the printing industry. It was your grandfather coming out of World War One. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, my my grandfather served in World War One. He came home and and that was during the Depression and and uh, he needed a career and he had a friend that told him he'd teach him the printing trade. Uh. And I, I don't know who the friend was or anything else, but he learned and he decided to start printing wedding stationery. Uh-huh. So he did that. He was doing pretty well. He had a, a business downtown. And after World War II, my father came home from the war and said, I need a career and I'm wondering if you need any help. And he said, yeah. well, in fact, I do. I, I, uh, I, these, the, the wedding stationery is seasonal. So okay. I need to fill the gaps. Yeah. And so why don't you go try and sell some business cards? And my dad went out and he started selling to local companies like General Mills and that. Oh, wow. And he did really good at it. He, he secured one account after the other after the other. And it didn't take long for my grandpa to say, you know, you have to tell those people we can't do these anymore because they're not seasonal and I can't keep up with the wedding stationery. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, you know, I, I kind of like doing this, selling this. So uh, why don't I buy a press and put it in your basement yeah. and uh, I'll, I'll just keep the business going. So that's how the business was born right there. Wow, cool. Yeah. And uh, your poor grandfather uh, making or printing those wedding invitations on that old antique machine. What you call that thing? That's like uh, you got to put each letter in there individually. It was a, and- it was a kluge. 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 Yep. And that, that was made in 1962. Okay. And traditionally those were made, uh, they, they were, uh, that was letterpress equipment. And so uh, they would uh, set the type on a linotype machine or using a California job case. They would compose that and put it uh, in a chase. And then the Kluge had a, uh, an ink template that, uh, or uh, platen is what it was called, uh, where the rollers would come up over it and across the template and then a sheet would be pulled in and stamped, mm. and then it would be set on a thermography machine. Uh, so uh, okay, plain English. So this is what I seen in that room with that Kluge machine. It was like a uh, a box of I don't know what are they lead letters, individual letters made out of lead. That's right? right. So if you want to have the word the appear on your wedding wedding invitation, you got to pull out a T and an H and an E. Yeah. Put those slide those together somehow, and they're fastened. Uh, tightly somehow with all the yellow letters with the correct spacing and if any of that stuff is screwed up or loose when you when you press it yeah like you got to start over you yeah. just screwed it up majorly That's the right. setup on, on, on printing a wedding invitation back then no thank you man no thank you <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do it it looks very tedious but uh, because people didn't want to do it you know maybe the demand was quite high i mean the supply of people that are able to do that you know, low. So that's cool. And then your dad entered the industry more as a salesperson, signing up these big accounts and killing it. And uh, then your grandpa's like, whoa, man, I don't got time to print my wedding invites anymore. And your dad said, well, let me buy a machine, stick it in your basement and get at it. Yep. Right. That's right. And that was that at that time when he bought that machine and went into business for himself, that was when BCSI was born. 
1954. That's 1954. Right. Now, on those pictures in the uh, in that office, um, the old history of the company, on one of those pictures was your dad and your brother. Now, do you remember those early days? Like, what was your involvement back then with the whole printing thing? Yeah, I was still in high school at that time when 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 that all happened, and so uh, you know, I wasn't wasn't involved very much. Although I come down and, and feed a press, and uh, I would feed individual business cards into the uh, either the clue machine or a Heidelberg windmill. And so I, I did a little bit of work, but that was before I was uh, directly involved. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Now, Emily, you were nice enough to uh, lead the tour today. And I didn't ask how long you've been here, but uh, it seems like there's been a lot of changes in the printing industry overall. And I'm sure Tom can contribute to this question. But during the time you've been here, can you uh, give me an idea of, I don't know, some of the new printing technology or any kind of changes sure. that have been occurring over the years over at BCSI? Absolutely. I've been with BCSI for 23 years. 23 years? You don't yeah. look old enough. <laughs> Thank you. Would you start here in diapers? <laughs> nope. Exactly. <laughs> been here for pretty much ever since I graduated from college. I think wow. I said the same thing on the phone. I think you did. Yeah, uh, but thank you. That's, a, that's surprising. All right. 23 years here. Yes. So, so Tom must be an okay guy to work with. He is. Okay. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> she has to yes. say that. Great family to, to yeah. work for. Oh, this yes. is a family. There's uh, other family members involved at this time. Yep. Yeah. 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 Who are these people? So, uh, my uh, both of my sons work here. My uh, uh, one of my sons is our CFO, uh, oh, okay. Craig, and my son Carrie does maintenance uh, out in production and and runs a press. Okay. I've got a sister Molly involved that uh, heads our our, our website. Uh, uh, does a great job there, okay. and I've got a nephew involved, and and so wow. over time we've had a lot of family here. Yeah, times well, that's uh, cool. I actually had a granddaughter uh, during college last summer come in, and she just helped out for a little while. So I got a, a five generation picture. It was kind of fun. <laughs> wow! With, with my uh, grandfather's picture and my 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 father's picture, and and me and my son, and so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. My mom works for me, and it wasn't cool. But now it's cool. You're like we had to iron out some kinks, but uh, sure. she's got it now. She does a great job. <laughs> okay, sorry. Back to you, Emily. Yeah. So that that question was: What are some of the changes you've seen? You know, in the industry as a whole, or at BCSI in general, since you've been here over the 23 years? Wow. Yeah, I think even just the communication has changed. You know, back when I started, we were still sending faxes for quote requests and <laughs> you know things like that. So. Uh. That's come a long way. We were doing mostly offset traditional printing when I started here. Okay. Now you know, what is it mostly? Now it's more digital. Digital, okay. Yep. Yeah. Which is great. And we've added a lot of new print processes, like print enhancements and you know unique features that we can print on a business card, like spot gloss and double thick stock and yeah. painted edges and yeah. foil, things like that done digitally. Yeah, so during, that's been fun. During our tour, you showed some pretty sweet business cards. And now, with that said, though, if you are just John Doe on the street and you need some business cards, they should not just come walking in the front door and say, I want some business cards, should they? No, they shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's no longer a sign on the front door that says, Help yourself, come on downstairs. That's right. right. Yeah, we work with distributors who basically are our sales force. For okay. Us. Yeah. Uh, distributors. So let me picture this. 
if I want to get in the business card stationery promotional item types workspace, open my own business. And one of the things I want to provide my potential clients is business cards. The name of my business is, I don't know, Jason Web Printing or Jason Web Promotional. And, but I don't want to buy a printer. I don't want to you know, invest in all this equipment and technology that I just seen on the floor down there. So then I would contact somebody like you. Right. And say, hey, Emily, I need business cards. I need access to this type of thing. Can you set me up an account? And you, you guys would set me an account up and then you somehow your platform integrates or communicates with my software platform. And it's a lot of this communication is done digitally over the internet. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. The secret to efficient order handling is don't handle the order. Don't handle it. Okay. Yeah. Automated. (laughs) I like that. That's Jim's Marchessault's quote from 1984 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. So the distributors, uh, you know, they, we actually were the first in the market to start doing electronic entry. The so electronic a, entry. Yeah, that's right. In, in the early 80s, we had created an electronic entry program before people used the Internet for e-commerce. And so we created a process for those uh, uh, customers at the time. They weren't distributors. They were direct accounts where they could... Uh, uh, we would set them up on the, on the system and they would use a phone coupler modem and they would plug their phone into this modem and they would do a question answer program where they would, and we'll get rid of that phone there. So <laughs> right. we, we would, uh, uh, so there would be a, uh, uh, they'd plug into the phone coupler modem and uh, they would do a question answer program where the orders would flow into our system. Okay. This is before anybody else was using the internet for e-commerce. Interesting. So you kind of innovated we a particular area of the industry. We absolutely did innovate it. We were, we were out there selling that product in the early 80s uh, before anybody else was doing it. And we, we were selling to companies like AT&T. I, I went downtown, downtown to set up AT&T, and I was trying to – I brought a modem with me, and I was trying to show them how they, they plug into this thing and how they, they're going to place their orders. And these are the, the phone people. They, <laughs> at the time, you know, they were supposed to be experts. And their eyes were as big as pool walls. They're looking at me like, what are you doing? We don't right. even get this. Uh, so we were, you know, we were selling way ahead of our time, and people didn't really get that. Mm. Wow. And uh, it wasn't until the early 90s that all of a sudden, you know, the e-commerce, uh, uh, I think it was IBM that did a big push and, you know, this is the way business has to be. You have to place your orders, to do everything uh, electronically on yeah. the internet. And at that time, everybody decided they needed their own front end. And so it, it's been very interesting that the whole process because we already had that uh, right up front. But our distributors sell a, a, a whole bunch of different products. And mm. so they realize we need to have a front end of our own mm-hmm. uh, so that we can sell pens and pencils and trinkets and whatever it is. And yeah. You know, business cards and stationery is, is one of those items. So um, uh, we became integration specialists at that time. So, so they, you know, they place those orders, all those different front ends that are, are built out there are, are integrated with ours, and they just point to us and the orders flow in. Today. Gotcha. You guys just print on, like, paper. You're not printing on coffee mugs or anything Correct. like that, right? Yep. Just on paper. paper. And at what point in time did you decide to make the shift from working directly with the client or customer to the distributor channel? And I guess what motivated that decision? That's a great question. So we, in those early 80s, we were getting on uh, planes and uh, calling on companies like DuPont. 
uh, with a compact computer at the time. That was a that was oh, yeah. before was a thing before uh, laptops, and yeah. it was about the size of a sewing machine, but it fit <laughs> underneath the the the, uh, the front seat uh, the seat of the the airplane. Yeah. And we would uh, go out there, we'd call on, on big companies, and we realized, you know, there's distributors out there that sell already. They're already located in Wilmington, Delaware, and they're located in L.A. and, and so on that could do a better job of selling this, and we wouldn't have to, you know, oh, sure. go, go about it one at a time. And so uh, that's when we decided distributors is the way to go. And so we, we've stuck to that uh, through, through time. We don't market uh, directly at all. When when was that decision made? Well, what um, point in time? Around 1982. Eight, oh, a long time ago. Yeah. So it must have been a good decision. You didn't go back, did right. you? Right. No, oh. no, we didn't. Uh, in fact, just another story that's kind of funny is, uh, uh, and it was, I think it was 1982, I went to uh, Safeco Insurance in L.A. They were one of the first big installments of our remote order entry program. And I walked in the door, and there was this room with about 50 people. I think they were all women that were working at these desks. There wasn't a computer in sight. Hmm. That gives you an idea of how things have changed over time. But I, I asked, uh, Gina was the woman that, that met me. I said, where are we going to do this? And she said, well, we have two computers here. The supervisor has one, and there's one in the closet that everybody else shares. <laughs> so, you know, it, when you look back at it, that's, we were trying to sell the, this, you know, a technology piece to, to companies that they didn't even have but a couple of computers in their yeah, in their whole operation. And again, that 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 technology piece that was unique to what you developed it gave the customer a electronic means of placing their printing orders with your company. Correct. That's right. So now people, I mean, they can commonly jump on the internet and place an order with maybe with with one of your distributors. That's right. right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What was really interesting to me on the tour was actually the profit margins possible still for your distributors. That was pretty crazy. Why don't you share a little bit about that, Tom? Yeah, so we don't, uh, you know, we don't try to dictate uh, the amount. We don't set the price like Apple does. So, but uh, the sales reps are out there calling on it. A lot of time they'll do the the design work. We don't do any of that type of work. Mm -hmm. Uh, They'll get them all set up and they'll sell them a a bunch of different products, and they they can make anywhere from thirty percent to one hundred percent markup on the product. Where the the big benefit is over time, so they they get it all set up and the orders flow in, and and uh, typically the uh, the sales reps are working for some of our distributors, or they could be independent. Uh, they don't even see the orders that are flowing through; they just you know uh, know that they got billed and they get a commission check. So works yeah. out nice. really well for somebody that that focuses on it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty nice. And your distributors are all over the United States. That's correct. They yeah. Are. Yeah, cool. Now, during the tour, you know, when if I were to, you know, calculate your floor space, I would say a very, you know, relatively small portion of it was dedicated to the digital room, right? Yeah. But however, that seems to be where your the future's going and that's where you do a lot of your business, is that right? Yeah. So, what what's the future looking like? I mean, are are you going to you know, swap spots with the digital room and in and then the main floor area, or, or where, where's where are things headed? Yeah, kind of. I, you know, the the reason that the digital room is is separate is it needs to be a clean room. Sure, it needs to be free of dust mm-hmm. and it has to have good environmental controls with humidity and and whatnot. So that's that's why they're all kind of compact in into that one room. But yeah, that will expand out. 
Uh, I'm going to say 90% or better of the work that we get today uh, goes digital yeah. uh, and, and or specialty type work. Goes digital. So does that mean you receive the order digitally or it's like a, a digital design, somebody created a design on Photoshop and, and sent it to you? Does that make it digital or what makes it digital versus the other we would, methods? We print it digitally. Rather than using a traditional process where we have printing plates and oh. actual ink, we're oh. printing it digitally. Like a big-ass printer, like my computer printer, but much better, yeah, right? Exactly. That would be digital, <laughs> yeah. right? right? Right. A higher end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got very nice equipment in there. Don't get me wrong, all right? Okay, so Tom, you, you call yourself the COO, Correct. right? What's it like... I'm curious. I mean, you've, you've probably heard this. When the son takes over the family business that was started by dad, good luck, right? right. There is a relatively, I believe, my perception is there's a relatively high failure rate when junior takes over the family business. Oh, yes. Right. Have you heard the same thing? Oh, yeah. A okay, okay. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, uh, business is tough, uh, that's for sure. But I've been in the business my whole life. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, my, uh, my father uh, somewhat retired uh, many, many years ago. He was very good at selling, and he was just a people person, but he wasn't – it was difficult for him to – when he took over, and he became a printer, not just a salesman. Hmm. Things got difficult for him. And so yeah. uh, building the automation, uh, he never learned to use a computer. And, and so this – this whole thing, my brother Jim and I have both cultivated it and created this this process. So it's I'm not a newcomer to the business. Yeah. Uh, I've been instrumental in, in growing it through time. And my son uh, Craig is actually our, our CFO. Okay. And I've got a lot of confidence that uh, things are looking good for him as well. Good. Nice. Emily, you have confidence in Craig? Absolutely. Yeah? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and BCSI has a lot of people employees that have been here for a really long time. Mm, that's good. Um, you know, longer than me. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I looked that up just the other day. Uh, we're at about 45% of our employees have 25 years or more. Holy cow. Wow. That's some longevity. So it really sets us apart from our, our competition that, uh, you know, sometimes they're located in college towns and, and they're, you know, average Tenure for their employees is about a year or two, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we've got professionals that work here, and, and I would say it's our, our strongest suit is the people that we have here. Gotcha. That's awesome. How did COVID affect you guys? Oh. Did I mean, was there a bit of a slowdown? Because, I mean, yeah. businesses weren't operating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, you know, I was having a company meeting um, back in March of 2020, uh, talking to the employees about how incredible things are going for us right now. We were adding business at a, at a fantastic rate. Mm. Uh, sales were growing just remarkably, and I had a really positive message. And I think it was at the exact same time that the news bulletin was coming out that they have announced that this is a full-blown pandemic. And things Fun. just <laughs> fell off a cliff. Uh, yeah, the orders... Uh, <laughs> We went down about 70% uh, at that time. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow, it was, for how it long? It was unbelievable. Then? You know, it's, it's just slowly come back, and it's given me, you know, a lot of confidence that, uh, you know, our, 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 all of that business is returning. But 
it's not just the existing business that's returning. We're actually growing at a faster pace now than we've ever in our company's history. Uh, wow. A lot of it is new business. A lot of it is the specialty type business that uh, is is fairly new out there. And uh, so we're, we're growing at a, a very, very fast pace. It, uh, the, you know, finding employees is is as big or a bigger concern as it is uh, the sales themselves. I was going to ask if you were hiring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've done pretty well in the last uh, couple of months, but uh, prior to that, there was one point that the uh, uh, there was no uh, no callbacks from anybody looking for work. Uh, wow. So there was a brief period there where it was shocking. Yeah, and uh, I was surprised to hear from Emily, too, that even there was materials shortages. Like, uh, you know, I, I heard it from contractors all the time. They can't get a sheet of plywood or a two-by-four, but even in the printing industry, it sounded like there was a little bit of a shortage. And do you think it was due to uh, reduced manufacturing of the paper or whatever it is that you use or the ink that you use? Or was it due more to a shipping issue to get it here or both? Or what do you, you contribute know, that to? I would say the biggest issue has been the, the paper mills have uh, also, they, uh, they lost a lot of business during the pandemic and they had to do what they had to do. They shut different machines down to try to, uh, reduce uh, supply yeah. and and uh, during that time it's not very easy for them to just start up machines again right. and so uh, we're still running into questions about stuff that has been reliable in the past where they used to take two weeks to maybe manufacture something and uh, they're saying eight weeks ten weeks out uh, so it's it's been dicey at times yeah. uh, fortunately we we haven't uh, had to hold hold products. There's been alternatives out there, but yeah, the the stock uh, paper shortages has been the the biggest issue for this specific brand of papers that we're looking for. Now you use the word specialty products a couple of times. What does that mean exactly in your business? What would be considered a specialty product, Emily? Um, like a business card that has some sort of unique print process on it that makes it kind of stand out from the crowd. Oh, okay. marketers are kind of looking for ways to make their business cards unique and different. And um, so spot gloss or painted edges or foil or really thick cards. Yeah. Yeah. Or that one that was really soft, almost like vinyl. Soft touch laminate. Soft touch laminate. Yes. Yeah. That's been a pretty big popular thing that we've been selling a lot more of. And I think there's been a lot of companies that are looking to rebrand. They're getting back to business and they're kind of upping the game a little bit with their their look and feel and spin. cool that makes sense yeah what's a good uh, customer and your customer would be a distributor correct what would be a good customer for you if they're listening to this and they're like man i should give these guys a call who would be that person that's listening that would be saying that in their head right now usually our distributors that are really good partners to us they like understand that we're reliant upon them to mm. get new sales mm-hmm. and they're reliant on us to deliver a good product. And, you know, it's kind of a great relationship. And usually companies that are looking to sell program accounts, so accounts that are um, ordering the same, you know, type of business card over and over and over throughout the year that have lots okay. of employees are also good yeah. good partners for us. And, and also they want to do business electronically. Okay. So they want to do online ordering and things like that. So would you say, well, I don't know, if you can think back to your most recent 10 new distributor relationships that you've guys created, uh, are these new distributors, like brand new to the business of distribution? Or would you say these are distributors that are having 
a problem that you guys can fix. And maybe the problem is that whole online interface of communicating with each other, their system with your system, or maybe that problem is their current printing company that they have a relationship doesn't offer some of the specialty products that you guys offer. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. They're, yeah. It's kind of both. Yeah. <laughs> they, some of these um, distributors, they might sell other products that, you know, like promotional products and things like that. And they're looking to get into print. Okay. They already have existing relationships with companies and those companies might want to add business cards to the storefront that they're using to place orders for pens and yeah. pencils and you know branded apparel and things like that so they add business cards yeah. to and the with, mix and with your technology capabilities i mean why not right i mean if they're already doing it and if they could yeah. just simply put up what i would say like a web page of some sort and give uh, their clients the opportunity to place an order on there or they would play do the design and place the order on their own a platform, and then if their platform communicates with yours and it's all automated, exactly easy money, man. Right, easy <laughs> it's kind of a win-win, win. sure. Right? It's a right? win-win. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you know, adding the other products that a lot of printers don't do—the specialty type work that we do. I yeah. like that um, spot glass look. That's yeah. really eye-catching. <laughs> and I deal it with is. a lot of business cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. What I miss? What I forget? Tom, Emily, was there anything that I didn't bring up during this this podcast that you'd like to mention before we sign off? Well, we've got a little little bit of history here. We we uh, actually had started a a company in Massachusetts in in 1999. Hmm. Uh, our our plant manager went out there to run it, and uh, we kept that going for uh, almost 20 years. And decided to retract it all and. And bring it all under one roof again. Okay. Which was, uh, I, I'm really happy about that decision. Um, yeah, that must be a lot yeah, smaller headache. Yeah, it, absolutely it is. Uh, we also bought a, a competitor in North Carolina in, in 2014, and uh, we brought that business all under under this roof. And in uh, last last year, we all picked up a competitor out of Washington State that uh, we in. In both of these cases, we bought their sales basically oh, okay. and brought it all under one roof. So we've been we've been picking up uh, business uh, that way as well. So good. That's the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Acquisitions are a good thing. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's bring this baby home. I'm going to give out some uh, contact information in the website, and there's a phone number on here. I don't want to give out anybody's uh, cell phone number or anything, but Emily. Is that number on the top there okay to mention? Yes, it is. All right. So here we go. BCSI, Business Card Service, Inc., located in Burnsville. Their website is bcsinet.com. And Emily's phone number, she'd be happy to talk to you. Her phone number is 952-895-6750. Check them out. If you are a distributor looking to add an additional revenue stream of some sort, or if you are a distributor and your current printer doesn't offer all these sweet, sweet specialty products, give Emily a call. Check out their website, bcsinet.com. Emily, Tom, I appreciate your time. You got a great business here. I wish you guys all the luck. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. guys. That's it, guys. If you know of a Minnesota business leader or a mover and shaker that you feel would be a great guest, please have them go to 
minnesotamadepodcast.com and have them apply for the show. Thanks for listening, Minnesota.